I guess we should start the episode at some point, though. What are you doing? What are we, what are we doing again? <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording a, co- a podcast, if I can talk. I don't know what if even is that. it, enough anyway? to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing pretty good. Today we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena episode 27, Naname's Egg. Listeners, I have mentioned in a previous episode that this episode is very good, and having just watched it again a few minutes ago, I stand by that assessment. This is a very good episode. This might be the best episode of Revolutionary Girl Utena. I like, I was actually going to watch it, but then I didn't because you wanted me to like live tweet or live text my reactions. And I was like, if it's that good, then I need to do this live. Yeah, this episode is a delight. So let's get it started. All right. I like that we open with yellow roses on the screen, just in case you didn't know that it was an anime episode, because her name was in the title. Oh, I always forget that she has yellow roses. Mm-hmm. I forget that the roses occasionally mean things. We have a little flashback to Naname's childhood, and she was dreaming, and she was seen uncovering an egg in the sandbox. She wakes up and what does she find under her blanket? An egg. Naname's egg. We get some chicken imagery. What even? We get some imagery of animals that lay eggs while Naname contemplates whether or not she actually laid an egg. She says, that's impossible. And then she screams. I don't know if you have the audio for the episode on, but the English dub, that scream was like blood curdling. Oh, I don't, but I am listening to Japanese. True. I can imagine it would be similarly blood curdling. Mitsuru and Naname are walking. It's the next morning and he's talking to her about school stuff and she puts her hand in her pocket, which one, props to Naname for her outfit having pockets because I did not expect that jumpsuit to have pockets. And I didn't either. Two, was she carrying that egg in her pocket? Yeah, like that seems very unwise. Naname is worried that this is all a plot by somebody to make her look bad. And she has like an image of people like making fun of her because she laid an egg. And now she just got hit in the face with a soccer ball and a most precious Utena comes running over. I want that shirt that Utena is wearing so bad. I do too, actually. She looks adorable. How many times has Utena always broken Naname's face? I don't know. Naname freaks out because she's like, what if it had broken? And Utena's like, what if what had broken? And Naname's like, wait, could she be the one? And she's having a little fantasy sequence again of the egg breaking and Mitsuru and Utena making fun of her for carrying an egg. Shame on you, Naname, carrying an egg. That's like a sin against nature. This is the funniest episode. What are you, some kind of space alien? Utena is bouncing a ball off of her head like a seal and they say, what are you, a space alien? Shame on you for being an alien. And Utena is just looking at Naname freaking out like, 
what is going on? Mitsuru asks her if she's all right and says that she's actually sort of strange. Utena starts to take her temperature and then Naname's face turns red and she gets mad and she calls Utena a boy girl and says that a boy girl Jeez. like her could never understand. What the hell is that supposed to mean? And Utena just looks at her shirt this. and is like, boy girl? What the hell? Naname has called Utena that before. I know. Naname has taken the egg to be examined by Miki, who says that it's neither avian or reptilian, and it appears to have been laid this morning. He asks her where she got the egg, and she contemplates telling him and has another one of her fantasy sequences of him condemning her for laying an egg. I love that he's, like, spinning. In her, in her, in her the, nightmare. The refrain in this episode is that Naname's a space alien for having laid an egg. She's just eating rice alone. I don't dare say it. Not even to Mickey. <laughs> and Mickey's like, what's wrong? Why does he just like crawling on the floor over to him? Like, oh yeah, by the way. Naname says, what if that egg had been laid by a girl? And Mickey says... That's an interesting thought. I have heard that certain mammals do lay eggs. I love how he's just, like, humoring her. I thought initially when I heard this that only platypi lay eggs, but additionally also four species of echidna lay eggs. So basically it's platypi and knuckles. I love that like he is like humoring her like just this is a like it's a dumb question and she he just like answers it with the actual knowledge. She misinterprets his answer and thinks that people lay eggs and her defense squad walks up and asks her what's wrong and she's like what if I'm the only one who didn't know about this until now? And so she has another fantasy sequence where she tells them she laid an egg oh and God. they start making fun of her oh, because it's only her one? first egg. God, You're really like late compared dream. to most people, Ms. Naname. And, and then they fucking spin. Yeah. It's and- like a messed up puberty nightmare. Yeah. Oh my god. And then she gets put in jail with, with the same animals again, except the chicken's dead this time. She says, even if they come to take me away, I won't go with them. And they're like, Naname, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> She's like, her face pressed up against the window, like... How to Act Inconspicuous know. by Naname Kiryu. In the English dub, she went, nothing's wrong. La 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 la. It's unforgivable. How could she... I have kept ignorant of, of, this, of this until now? She runs into Jury, quite literally, who drops a bag that contains a, uh, it, it, it's a bowling bag. It's a bowling ball bag. What's up with Jury? I don't know. She just looked kind of, like, sad. She, Naname thinks that Jury will make fun of her for only having just laid her egg. And, oh, okay, I didn't understand this sequence in the beginning, but there's a misunderstanding between Jury and Naname where they're talking about a ball and Naname thinks that she's talking about her egg. But the reason that this miscommunication has occurred is because the words for ball and the word for egg are very similar, apparently. And she just like... This is a comedy of errors. Naname asks her if most eggs get this big. And Jury says that she (laughs) used to have smaller ones. But now she uses this big one. Oh my she god. She says that it feels good. And 
Oh my god, like, seriously, I don't know if you guys are actually watching these episodes along with us, but I highly recommend watching this episode, because it is just, it's too much. Also, Jury doing the, like, shoujo, um, smug guy pose. While she's bowling, it looks really good. Naname is trying to care for her egg, and she's like, I had nothing to be upset about, everyone's laying eggs. Grow I'm up glad fast, because I'm your mommy. Aww. Okay, now I need to figure out where it comes from, though, because now I'm genuinely curious. If you were thinking to yourself, I hope I get an answer to that question, remember what show you're watching. Are we just never going to fucking know? I'm not going to tell you that, but... What the hell's with this song? We get a song... <laughs> like 50s happy 50 50s movie song yeah this song is actually really great and it's about an egg and even in the uh even in the english dub they keep like the japanese song oh i didn't notice that she's balancing the egg on her head while she's in the bath this is the most wholesome i've ever seen her be it is kind of adorable to watch her caring for this little egg she tries so hard she's trying very hard she just she cares so much then we had the break it is the next day, and Naname is singing to her egg. As one does. You know, like you do. Like you do. Mizuru I've walks up and is like, before. Miss Naname, what are you doing? Is everything okay? And she says, oh, it's just fine. It's getting bigger every day. And Mitsuru says, Miss Naname, if you ever have a problem, please tell me. I'll do anything for you. And then Naname, because she is crazy, goes, oh, anything? And then she starts, like, being, like, she starts hurling these accusations at him of like if I asked you to do this impossible thing would you do it for me don't make a promise that you can't keep when she's she's you know she's had her first egg she's thinking about commitment did she wait did she leave it behind like, yeah she just it? ran off it just I, I guess it just like goes with her like it goes in a hammer space Mitsuru is talking to Utena and Anthe because he is concerned about Naname and he describes how she's acting and Utena says it sounds like maternity blues. And Anthe says, it's like she just laid an egg. My pet hen, oh. Naname, got like that right after she laid an egg. And Mitsuru okay, so- says, I doubt that's it. And then Utena says, Naname deserves better than being compared to a chicken. And then Anthe, stone cold bitch, says, oh, you think so? I can't, like, I, I mean, it's obviously, like, it's supposed to be, like, you know, Anthony just, like, really likes her chicken. But, like, God, I, I love that she's so, like, <laughs> pretending to not get it when she Doesn't she up. also have a cow named Naname? Yeah, she names all her fucking animals Naname. <laughs> this is definitely witchcraft. Toga and Naname are talking, and he says that he's noticed that she's in a good mood, and it says she says that it's because she's been working so hard. And then Naname asks, a boy or a girl, which one would you prefer? And Toga says, that's an obvious answer. Girls, of course. And Naname says, oh, I do too. And this is a very weird scene. Because Toga is like, God created men and women for a reason. That reason being because they join in the best sort of way. No matter how good something feels, going against God's plan is. And Naname is like, what are you talking about, big brother? You're the only one that I love. And Toga's like, but you just said you preferred girls. These are some bold words from somebody who was fucking Akio a couple episodes ago. 
I don't even. Uh, Do you know why we've been able to live so happily together, Naname? It's because you aren't the type of girl that lays eggs. <laughs> I pity the family of a girl who would betray them like that. <laughs> Like, what's going on here? I have no idea. <laughs> this is like the weirdest fucking scene. I have no what's idea, but that's one of my favorite lines in this episode is, do you know why we live together so happily, Naname? Because you are not the type of girl that lays eggs. Naname is now upset because she's like, if everyone else gets to lay eggs, then why don't I get to lay eggs? What do they do with their eggs? And then she sees the chorus boys eating eggs. They just fucking eat raw eggs. They just slurp up raw eggs from a bowl. And it is disgusting. There's a space alien thing in the back. Yeah, the little UFO transitions into our ACO and BCO skit. All right, people. Things are impossible only because we think they're impossible. Take this egg, for example. You think you can't stand an egg on its end, right? However, if we use these break-apart chopsticks as a support... Oops. Excuse me. Wouldn't it be faster to just crack the bottom? No. You're missing the point. Now, if we use these break-apart chopsticks as a support... an egg. Ah! Well, it was like it escaped. It turned into a fucking amoeba. I don't think that was an egg. What the hell? And then they're like yelling in the background like what the hell was going on? Naname decides <laughs> she's gonna abandon her egg in the wilderness because she doesn't have the courage to eat it. She says she's I just... hope you can be happy here. She's exposing her fucking child to the elements. Yeah. Like some dark, like, AD first century shit going on. Naname and Toga are eating together. And Naname says, it's been a while since we've eaten together. It makes me so happy. And Toga says, Naname, do you know why we've been able to live together so happily? It's because you aren't the type of girl who lays eggs. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> like, is he... Th- well, did he put it there just to, like, screw with her? Like, he just, like, made up that line one day. He's like, I really hope I have a reason to use this one day. So he was like, he caught to the huge, like, plants so that he'd be able to say this really weird phrase. And it makes sense. Oh, oh God, now she Aww, misses it. Naname's laying in bed thinking about how happy she was with her egg. Oh, that's sad. She decides she can't, she do, can't it. do it, so she runs off to the woods to find her egg where she abandoned it. She finds the handkerchief that she abandoned her egg in, but she can't find the egg. Where did it go? She smells something. What does she smell? <sighs> Seonji is just cooking in the middle of the woods in a what? fancy apron. <laughs> Why the hell? Like, is he just like camping out here? Oh, he's homeless. Where was he living before? Uh, I think he lives at the school. I mean, is he still expelled? I don't remember. No, he's not expelled because he came back, but then he was like, fuck this student council business. And he's cooking an egg, and Naname is horrified, and she calls him a monster. 
She's like fucking like she's like beating him up, which is very cathartic to watch. Honestly, he's just she just she just like fucking sucker punches him. She demands that he give back her egg, and he says that she shouldn't be so greedy. If you want eggs, I'll make you some. I have plenty here. And he has a bowl full of eggs, and Naname's egg is on top. And the implication is that he just like scavenged those eggs. Listen, I'd be ashamed to associate with someone who pitches a fit over one lousy egg. So don't ever do this again. And then Naname is gone. <laughs> Naname is now dancing with her egg. And she asks it to forgive her. And she'll never let it go again. Well, I hope it forgives her. And now we see Utsuna and Anthe laying down like they do. And Anthe asks Utsuna if she believes in reincarnation. And Utsuna says she doesn't know. Anthe says that when elephants die, they go off from the herd and die in secret. And Utsuna says she understands because she thinks that they don't want to make their children sad. Oh, oh, geez, really? Anthe like, says, "Cause she's thinking about her mom and dad." Yeah, Utana says something about uh, how passing stuff from parent to child is kind of like a form of reincarnation. And then she's like, "Why are we talking about this?" And then the scene ends. And because it's what the fuck? Naname found a giant egg outside. What the hell? It looks like her egg, and she's like, "Is this my egg?" What is even going on right now? Is this a dream? Yeah, it's a dream. Okay, it was like, is this like the, this is, is this the twist of the third arc where like, actually it was fucking aliens all along? <laughs> yeah, like something hatches out of the giant egg and starts shooting like a laser beam. But yeah, this is just a dream. Damn, I wish it wasn't. I it, wish this was actually where the whole series was going. Be an interesting like, direction. The rest for of the it show just like was into. meaningless, and now it's just about like it's actually really about the aliens. Nanami is the first. Nanami faints, and she wakes up because it was a dream. She looks under her blanket, and the egg is cracked, but nothing is there. And she screams again. We cut to Uta and Anthe, and they're talking about Choo Choo. I think telling you about how they haven't seen him in a while, and Anthe says he'll be back. And there's a ring at the door and Choo Choo is there and we get a close-up shot of Anthony's face a, looking very like, suspicious. She's, okay, okay, okay. Was the egg actually Choo Choo? I like, believe the, the implication is that the egg was Choo Choo. Choo Choo was in okay, the egg. Okay, here's my theory. Oh God, okay. I'll tell you, there's actually more than one Choo Choo. Like, every time you see Choo Choo, like, when he's doing all that weird stuff, Choo Choo actually dies. And, like, Anthe just, like, respawns him endlessly, like a phoenix or a clone. And, like, he just gets, like, there's just millions of those eggs somewhere. And, like, she left one for Naname just to fuck with her. It's not implausible. I mean, yes, it is incredibly implausible. But, like, everything in Utsun is implausible. That's what I meant, is that it's, it's not... It's absurd. I'm like, you believe it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, like... Honestly, anything could happen in this show, and I just sort of shrug my shoulders, if we're just being honest. <laughs> but yeah, this is a very good episode. How do you feel about this very good episode, Alice? Oh my god, like, I was just speechless a couple of a couple of times in here, like, especially with Toga and her, and that whole fucking conversation. That yeah, that toga line is probably my favorite line in the whole show. 
I used to quote that line all the time after I watched this episode for the first time. Do you know time. why we? Do you know why? We are able to live it so such ha- so happily because you aren't the kind of girl that lays eggs. What does what the fuck does that mean? What kind of girl is that supposed to be? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like Naname's actions are inexplicable, but like Toka's are like on a whole other level. What is even? I don't. I just. I can, like. Is that supposed to have a double meaning? I don't know. But you're supposed to know. Nope. <laughs> you're the one that explains everything to me. I'm sorry, but I cannot explain this. I do not have an explanation for this. God, why you, you're you're worthless now. Oh. How am I supposed to know anything? Oh, now I feel bad. I was just joking. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't actually think you thought I was worthless. I just ah, oh, that's like it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> that, that's my that's my final one. Like, like it makes my brain hurt. I love, I love this it, episode. It also makes my brain hurt. This episode like, is so ridiculous. It's like like having a brain freeze for twenty two minutes. It's this is a good episode. Revolutionary Girl Utena is a very good show. I agree. Because every now and then we can go like in the space of, of like two or three episodes, we can go from um like really really dramatic dark stuff and explorations of like growing up and like unhealthy relational attachments to Naname lays a fucking egg and nobody like and and thinks that this is a thing that people do I feel like there are parts of me that thinks that this might be like a period metaphor I would 100% it's totally that is what it is like I hadn't considered that until watching it again but there are a lot of parallels Right? I mean, it basically is. I, I thought that was. I actually thought that in the first 15 seconds. See, when I watched this for the first time, I was just too flabbergasted by the very existence of this episode and the events that t- happen in it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like a weird period metaphor. But it also, like, like that, Anthe definitely did that, right? Like, we can agree on that. Like, like the look on her face at the end of the episode. Like she yeah, knew. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. She's just like Anthony just is getting out her like aggression. Yeah, I think I really think Anthony just likes to fuck with Naname, and it's very funny. Only metaphorically though, because Naname, as we as, as Naname has insisted, she only loves Toga. Oh wow! I didn't pick up what you meant when you said that until you went further with it. Yeah, she just like was very insistent. God, that was such a that was such an uncomfortable. Can we, okay, can we talk about that scene with Toga where he like basically like is homophobic? Like, I can't tell if he's being serious or like it's it's he's being ironic. I have no idea. Is this like he's this? Is he doing this because like he's being ironic because it's amusing for him to say this kind of shit like after? He was 100% totally doing it with Akio. Or is he just like, I don't know, maybe, I mean, being internalized homophobia is a thing. What if he's like the Greeks and he just thinks that, like, gay ladies aren't a thing? No, well, the, the Greeks all, the Greeks and Romans are also, um, I don't know, I mean, maybe. Was I it mean, the Greeks? Th- we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, both of them actually. Like, basically, like, women who love women were not a thing. Because... I kid you the fuck not. This is gonna get a little NSFW, but like from Greek from the Greeks to medieval academics, 
could not understand how sex worked without one of the guys having a dick. Like, well, if, if I mean, involved, there are people who struggle guys. to conceive of that idea now. And they're just like, but how does it work? That's not a thing. They're just baffled. Like, it could be something like that. Or it could be like, I mean, I felt like it was him. Like, he was just like, I don't know. Like, I could take that as a joke. And it is kind of a joke in a meta sense. But I don't know how to take it in, in the in actual in fiction. Yeah, because it's really hard to tell from his tone. Like, the way that he says it, it's really difficult to pick up on what he's trying to do. Because usually it's pretty easy to pick up on when he's, like, just fucking with somebody. But, like, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> that's such a weird scene. And it feels so out of place. But so does this whole episode. It does. It just, there's, it, I don't even know. I, like, I really wish that the alien thing wasn't just a dream. I wish that it was real so that, like, like the rest of the show goes actually about aliens. Did you notice the musical cues uh, from the previous Naname episode where she was having imaginary sequences in her brain of people making fun of her? Yeah. Or, well, in the previous episode, it was people making fun of Anthe because she was trying to get people to make fun of Anthe. But yeah, they used the same musical cues from that episode in this one as well. Oh, is, are they really the same? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I am almost 100% sure because I did isolate a clip of Naname from the English dub doing the Anthe Hememi as a weirdo who keeps snails in her pencil box thing. And so in isolating that, I had to hear that little, like, I think it's like a string uh, bit, like like a violin or something. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Wow. I, I really love that like weird 50s style chorus song. Oh yeah, I it's, should put a little bit of that egg song in the episode, maybe. You've got to, because like it's straight up like I was having flashbacks to fucking Andy Griffith. <laughs> My dad used to watch Andy Griffith. I don't know that I've ever watched it though. I have a lot of I, I could talk about that show for a really long time actually, and legit analysis of whether or not it's good or bad. Interesting. But, yeah, that will be another time. You should start an Andy Griffith podcast. God, that'd be the weirdest fucking thing. Maybe that I need to do a, like a podcast where I get drunk and talk about things, and we'll have a whole episode about that one. Oh yeah, we that was one of our ideas. Yes, everyone who's listening, please vote on your phones. Yeah. Not whether or not I should do that. <laughs> yeah, tweet tweet at us if you want Alice to do a podcast where she gets drunk and explains things. Only the catch here is that. I am not going to edit this podcast, so Alice has to find someone else to do it. Who said that anything about editing it? That's the whole point. Fair. Raw, unfiltered. What the people want is reality. Well, I mean, I usually only take out, like, extended pauses and ums and coughing. Which I do a lot. Actually, you haven't really coughed this episode. Yay. That wasn't quite as bad. But yeah, this is a very good episode. This is the best episode of Revolutionary Girl Utena. Yeah, so far, this is probably my favorite episode. Like, everything about it is ridiculous and hilarious. And if you haven't watched Utena in a long time, just go watch this one episode, please. Because For the love of God, it. please. It's, it's so good. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, jeez. Do we have anything else? Uh, no, like I have more questions than comments. I have. What are your questions? There's nothing else I can say. I, I have questions that can't even be articulated about the nature of reality in this stupid fucking world. Well, that's fair. Like, where did the egg come from? What is it? What is it? Was it a real egg? I mean, it's definitely like Anthe's doing somehow. Well, yes, but like, what was the point? Like, was there a, a deeper purpose? Was she just fucking with her? Like, was she doing both? I don't know. Anthe is a witch. She can do whatever she wants to do. I just think Anthe's super petty, deep down. You think? I was about to oh, say- Oh, well, we know, you know honestly. Know. We know. But that's my what? that's my explanation for it, is that Anthe's just super fucking petty. Another thing, like, why the fuck are, like, all of her animals named Aname? Maybe is that's part like, of the witchcraft. Is it, like, is this some kind of, like, witchcraft? Or is she just, like- being petty does she legitimately just like forget that she named all the other fucking animals in anime and she just like names everyone like what should i name this animal oh i should name it after an anime that's a good idea and like completely forgot that all the other ones are named anime they're like voodoo animals instead of voodoo dolls and why anime? like why is this the important one person she needs to curse well isn't there a scene in the first episode of no the other girls are bullying uh anthe and anime actually tells them to stop so, I don't know, honestly. Wait, was this before or after Naname did the plot with the dress that dissolved? Like, that we had the first episode where- That was like two episodes, that was like the second episode, so way after. Okay, so, well, I meant like not this episode, but like when we first start, the Naname episodes first start, and she's oh, like- after. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's after. Maybe she's just getting revenge for this for Naname humiliating her at the dance. I guess, but geez, like... It's a little overkill at this point. Yeah. No, my my vengeance would be eternal. It's a pretty anime thing to do. This is what she does, like, for this. I would hate to see what, like, like, something she can actually prove. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. I'm just rambling. (laughs) This episode just kills me. It just hurts my brain. In some podcast business, uh, this will be up by the time this episode goes out, but I just commissioned a very wonderful artist by the name of Shannon Maynard to draw two pictures of Alice and I as Anthony and Utana, and they are perfect and precious, and I'm probably going to post them on Twitter. Oh, good they're perfect i love i love both of them i'm not sure which one i like best i'm probably just gonna post them on twitter once we finish recording because <laughs> i love them yes. so much they're very good all right Please well do. uh if you want to follow us on twitter you can do that at utanacast if you want to follow me on twitter you can do that at impandanata where can they follow you on twitter alice they can follow me at Lyrewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. If you want to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imaginemeandutana.tumblr.com. And if you want to email us, you can do that at imaginemeandutana at gmail.com. And we actually got an email from somebody who was a fan of Kierkegaard and found an, the episode where we talked about Kierkegaard. Oh my gosh! Uh, they had not seen any Utana, but they did take a moment to email us because they decided to listen to the episode of our podcast. I'll have to, I've been meaning to forward you that email, so I'll do that. You need to forward it to me so I can, like, feel nervous about whether or not I've done this justice. 
Uh, well, they really talk about the episode much. They just, uh, they are a fan of, like, Polygon and uh, McElroy stuff. And they just thought it was a fun coincidence that uh, they were such a big fan of Kierkegaard. And this episode ha- was about Kierkegaard. And then we also mentioned Griffin McElroy in the beginning of that episode, I guess. I haven't listened to it since I edited it, so I don't remember. But that, that checks out. I talk about Griffin McElroy a lot. It is true. Oh, and I'm not sure exactly when it's going to come out, but maybe by the time this episode is out, I was a guest on the Sailor Business Podcast, which is the podcast that inspired this podcast. I had a really great time. Those guys are really awesome. And if you like Sailor Moon, you should not only check out the episode that I'm on, but just the rest of the podcast because it's a really good podcast. I'm really excited to hear that. I think it comes out, well, on the day that we're recording this, I think it comes out tomorrow, but I'll have to, I'll keep an eye on that and I'll let you know. It'll be the only episode of Sailor Business that I don't listen to. Why not? I, I was, I was already there. Well, yeah, but you gotta listen to yourself now. I listened to enough of myself already editing this podcast. Yeah, and that's like the whole fun of making one is now you get to listen to yourself. You and I have different definitions of fun. I mean, it, your, your voice always sounds bad when you listen to your own voice, but like, that's not the important part. The important part is that you made noises and that they exist as a thing now, which can be consumed. Oh, well, that was sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. Oh, was that Luna? Yeah. Luna's really mad at me because I closed the door and she doesn't like it when their doors closed. Hi, she Luna. So yes, Luna's here. And she says hello to everyone. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> that does us for this week. Revolutionize the world, everybody. See you later. <laughs>